Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast, the first ever exclusive part two episode of Heaven and Healing. So since you're here, that means you have decided to sign up as a member. Thank you so much. Um, Now that you're here, that means that you are going to be the only one with access to these part two episodes, additional bonus episodes, monthly live Q&A, hangouts with me, and whatever else my little heart desires to make exclusive for y'all. Now, before I get into this, I do just want to thank you so much for the support and for being here with me, right? May God continue to use the heaven and healing ministry and may he get all the glory for every bit of it, always. So if you're watching or listening to this, that means you have already watched or listened to part one of my reaction to popular New Age spiritual teacher Christina Lopes' video on suicide ideation as a symptom of spiritual awakening, where I refuted her sickeningly delusional perspective. And now for part two, I'm going to play a few more clips from her video where she now explains why suicide is on the rise and what should be done about it from the ability of a person struggling. Uh, Let me just remind you all once again, as I did in part one, that this is the type of thing that Ephesians 6, 12 warns us about, right? How we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities of darkness is what we're up against here, okay? This is spiritual warfare. So that being said, this is not to bash or shame Christina Lopes because it's really not about her. It's it's about the spiritual blinders that she's wearing, right? And about the domain of darkness that she lives in as Colossians 1.13 states that the unbelievers dwell in. Um, I mean, Christina Lopes and her audience need desperate prayer, so... Just going to reiterate, like I did in episode one, please don't go to her page and say nasty things or attack her. You're free to leave comments. You're free to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, but don't make it personal. You know, remember that we are representing the Lord in all things that we do. Um, I mean, just imagine how amazing it would be if this new age teacher with over 500,000 YouTube subscribers had a radical coming to Christ testimony. I mean, can you imagine the ripple effect that would have on her audience, God willing. It's very similar to Doreen Virtue, right? So again, we'll say a prayer like we did at the end of the first episode, but just keep her in your prayers in general as well. Um, All right, let's dive in and let's see what she has to say about why suicide is on the rise. First reason is that there's a lack of support. Okay, so people are going through people are going through spiritual awakenings by the millions right now, but there a lot of this is happening within very rigid Western type of medical models, um, where psychiatry and psychology are predominant, and suicide is viewed purely as a mental issue or a mental illness or as part of mental illness. But suicide can be seen outside of a pure Western medical model, and in fact. If if we don't open up to this, if these if these templates don't open up, we're going to have a lot more more people dying by suicide because they're going through spiritual awakenings and they're just not receiving the support that they need. So now all of this is exploding on the planet, and we're starting to see more and more people seek spiritual answers and understand suicide from a spiritual perspective. So the lack of support is really jarring because there's still there's millions of people that are going through spiritual awakenings right now, and the system isn't yet. Ready 
already, our culture, our society, isn't yet ready and fully open to the idea of providing this spiritual support and providing this spiritual help. And so a lot of people are falling through the cracks right now. A lot of times what happens when people go through spiritual awakenings, especially if they get to the phase of suicidal ideation or being actively suicidal, what's happening from a spiritual perspective, I like to use the term transformational crisis. Okay, so it's a crisis, but it's a crisis that's happening because of the profound transformations that these people are going through. And they're just misinterpreting those inner transformations for a call to end their lives. Okay, so they're they're misinterpreting. There is some misunderstanding going on. And so this transformational crisis, it can't be handled by just your standard MD or your standard psychologist. It, it has to be uh, helped. People have to be helped fr with helpers and they have to have support of people that understand the spiritual understanding of what is happening to them. And then people that have experience in working with people who have these profound transformational crises. And, you know, fortunately, everything is changing. I work with a lot of my clients are actually physicians, psychologists, and I've worked with a lot of physicians and psychologists who are themselves having spiritual awakenings. And so now they're going out into the world and they're wanting to practice medicine in a different way or they're wanting to do their therapy sessions in a different way. And so they're seeking that spiritual understanding and they will then be able to help other people going through these transformational crises. So that's wonderful. It's just in the meantime, while we're going through these deep shifts on the planet, there just seems to be a lot more people waking up than there are practitioners or spiritual support to help them. And so people can be falling through the cracks. But please share this video. The more that we share this message and the more that we help get out there um, this message of suicide as a transformational crisis or suicidal ideation as a transformational crisis, we'll be able to help so many people and we'll, we'll be able to avert many, many suicides on this planet, hopefully. Well, big disagree there. I don't think we're avoiding any suicides with your dangerous message that um, claims if someone wants to uh, put a bullet in their head or hang themselves or cut themselves in the bathtub, that that means that their soul is expanding. Let's not share that anyway. Um, so uh, this this particular clip, I will say some of it I actually agree with. You know, her saying that people have a lack of support and that standard psychiatric care is stuck within this kind of like rigid box of the modern Western medical model. I do agree with that. Um, however, her reasoning is unsurprisingly way off the biblical track. And so we only agree on the surface level of this issue. You know, her definition of lack of support and my definition are two totally different things within the context of suicide ideation. She means that, one, people simply aren't being validated enough to feel what they feel, um, which, as we know, no matter how much you validate people's feelings, they're always going to demand more. It's kind of like a woke, wokeism kind of mindset, if you will. Um, and two, you know, basically, basically what she's saying here without saying it, is that the world isn't good vibes, love and light, groovy hippie enough to understand the spiritual significance as to why people struggle with suicide ideation. You know, it's like the whole, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual kind of thing. That's what she means, that there aren't enough folks like that within the Western medical model to offer support for these, for these struggling victims. And 
you know, she's saying that there aren't enough professionally who understand that suicide ideation is, of course, a side effect of spiritual awakening. And she's claiming that there needs to be more people who have experience and or are experiencing a spiritual awakening within the medical profession in order for those struggling to have the support. And it's like really funny because what is a spiritual awakening? Like, what does she particularly define as a spiritual awakening? Because I'm not sure she necessarily offers that in this video. You know, she just says, oh, you're starting to think X, Y, Z about yourself. Your limiting beliefs are dying. Your old way of being is dying. All these things are dying and you're, mis you're misinterpreting it. But like, what is a spiritual awakening? Just suffering? Because that's what she's making it sound like. In which case, like, don't sign me up, right? Like, who would want to sign up for that? <laughs> um... The only way you want to kind of sign up for it is if you're already in the midst of it. Because if you hear that your pain is helping you propel, then it's like, oh, well, that actually, that actually gives me a reason to endure this suffering kind of thing, right? So I don't know what she, what she defines a spiritual awakening as. She sort of just uses this arbitrary expression, but she's saying that this arbitrary spiritual awakening is something that more medical professionals within the Western model need to be experiencing in order to offer true support so really doesn't really doesn't help us at all here because you know it's just there it's just a baseless it's just a baseless first of all accusation on the medical industry because she's saying no she's basically saying you're not spiritual enough but again like what is your definition of spirituality so it's just baseless it's it's a baseless a baseless accusation and and, and a baseless uh baseless solution because it's not really a solution right it's not like doctors go to medical school and they have to fill out like um have you been through a spiritual awakening checklist but apparently she would like that now now look my perspective on this is that yes the western medical model is intrinsically flawed western medicine is intrinsically flawed but that's not because there aren't enough doctors that prescribe crystals over Zoloft or because there aren't enough therapists talking to their clients about their depression being an inevitable component of their karmic load that they're carrying on their soul journey. In fact, I'm actually afraid there are too many therapists already doing that, if I'm being honest with you, but I digress. One of the many, many fundamental problems with the Western medical model is that they want us sick. They want us sick spiritually, mentally, physically, because simply put, it keeps them in business. So that's my issue with it. Um, and look, I'm not speaking on individual doctors. You know, I like to do these disclaimers. I'm not speaking out against any individual doctors because I don't think all of them have malicious intent. Someone that I love dearly is a nurse. I don't think she's in it to make a bunch of money. I think she's in it because she wants to help people. So I'm not speaking about people's individual place within the medical industry, specific doctors or specific nurses, whatever. I'm speaking about the industry as an entire entity here, okay? So I do think, that being said, that there is a rigid box of Western medicine that results in a complete lack of support for many people of, of all walks of life, really, um, struggling with all sorts of things. And yes, including those that struggle with suicidal thoughts. Uh, but no, it's not due to their lack of spiritual wokeness, as Christina claims it is. And not only that, but the truth is the support these people need, because she's not wrong about that, right? That these people lack support, but she is wrong about where they need the support from, okay? The support that they need is not within the frame of Western medicine, even if it were not corrupt, 
right? Even in a perfect world where Western medicine was the stand-up industry, which no industry is a stand-up industry in this world, but even if it were, that's still not the support that these people need because the support that they're really searching for is fill in the blank. You know where I'm going with this. Jesus Christ. It's God Almighty that they need. They just don't know it. Um, and I, I mean, apart with that, I want to say, yeah, I do think medicine has a time and place. So don't come at me for that. Okay. Um, I just know that God is God is ultimately everyone's issue or lack thereof, I should say. One of my very first episodes of Heaven and Healing podcast actually um, talks about the God-shaped hole that we all have. And that holds true for this circumstance as well, suicide ideation. You know, it's why when I was depressed, for instance, before I knew the Lord, that I was up at 4 a.m. on Google trying to figure out why I was so miserable and found all that baloney about being a starseed. Like, it's it's why people seek out Reiki healing to, quote-unquote, release stagnant energy. And it's why people set out set new moon intentions every new moon and have a release, a fire release which, which, <laughs> ritual at every full moon. It's why people ask a deck of tarot cards when it's going to get better. It's why people lay in a room surrounded by singing bowls and hope that the sound will wash them clean. It's why people want to know about their birth chart, why they are the way they are, and what can be done about it according to the stars and the planets, right? It's why people stand in front of a mirror and repeat affirmations back to themselves over and over. It's why people put crystals under their pillow when they go to sleep at night. It's why people spend an hour every single day engaged in the yoga practice. All things which, by the way, Christina says we need more of. More in that in a bit. But the thing with all of that is, my point is, people are empty and they don't know why. They're hungry for Jesus and they don't know it. So they try and fill themselves up with all of the spiritual junk food that ultimately only ever makes them crave more of it. It makes them weak, it makes them tired, it makes them sore, it makes them unwell. Instead of feasting on the nutrient-dense bread of life that is Jesus Christ. And just like you would get physically heavy from indulging in fast food so often, you get spiritually heavy from the consumption of counterfeit healing. It might feel good in the moment, just like that Big Mac from McDonald's, but it's only going to make you sick. That's all the new age does is just ultimately make you unwell and distract you from the true nutrient density of life, which is Christ. Anyway, in this clip we just played, Christina describes those struggling with suicide ideation as going through a transform transformational crisis that people are misinterpreting as a call to end their lives. So we talked about this a lot in episode one, you know, her claim that people struggling with suicide ideation are really just going through a spiritual transformation that they don't understand, that what they're actually experiencing is an ego death as their soul is in the process of shedding beliefs, mindsets, paradigms, etc. And that instead of recognizing it as an alleged ego death, they confuse it with a physical need to be actually dead. So we, we talked about that a lot in the last episode. And look, it simultaneously disgusts me and breaks my heart that people are hearing this message and believing it to be true. And I was one of those people. 
It was a part of my starseed gospel that a lot of you have heard me talk about before. You know, that my soul chose to reincarnate at this time in this body, with this mind, with these problems, with these relationships, with this journey, blah, 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 so that I could work through my karma, heal the fragmented parts of my soul, disconnected from source, whatever that actually means. And, you know, of course, ascend the collective into 5D consciousness, you know, really logical stuff, right? Really logical stuff that I had clung to and earnestly believed in my heart to be true because honestly, if it weren't true, then what was the point? And really, I think anyone who was watching this video by Christina Lopes would feel the same way or would describe it in the same sense. Maybe not now, but that's what it is, right? It's if, if the stuff in that video isn't true, to the person struggling, then what's the point? If it's not true that your soul just incarnated in this life to expand and to grow and to evolve and to find its way back to eternity and it had to do that by working through unresolved trauma, which doesn't even make sense because it's saying that, you know, the you're all one, the universe is one, and we're all part of the same source. So it's like, well, if the source is perfect, if the source is eternal, then how are there parts of it that suffer in the first place? And why am I a part of that? And if eternity is perfect, if God is perfect, if God is love, if God is the creator, then why do I, who is a fragment of God, have to suffer in order to get my way back to love? If God is love and I am God and God is the universe and the universe is me, it just doesn't make sense. But it gives, it gives you purpose to, to view it through this lens of, oh, my pain is my propeller. It's ushering me into expansion. It's ushering me into soul growth. It's teaching me something. Because again, if that weren't true, then what's the point? And so that's really what the message Christina is giving here. You know, that's what it feels like to me. It's just this justification for the sadness that these people are experiencing because what else is there? And, you know, she has this justification. She has this reason. But you know what the whole video lacks is, is a solution. It lacks a solution. Even at the end, even which we'll get into, she gives four tips on what to do if you're struggling. But they're not solutions. They're just kind of like more so suggestions on how to keep your head above water and just sort of deal with your alleged ego death and how to deal with that basically until your soul decides it's over I guess I don't know she doesn't really say how long it's supposed to last or what to do next she just kind of again just gives these suggestions on to me feel like a way to tell someone how to just keep their head above water while they're just kicking beneath the surface sounds exhausting and it is right if you've been to new age you know it's exhausting and that's right there is one of the major things that separates Christianity from New Ageism is that Christianity actually does offer solutions. Namely, that is one solution, which is Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9, because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. John 1, 12, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Romans 10, 13, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. 1 John 1, 19, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And John 20, 31, but these are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the 
Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So it's an actual answer. It's an actual solution. It's the only one that there is, really. Jesus. And ultimately, look, the heartbreaking truth is this. The unbeliever struggling with suicide ideation is not going through a transformational crisis, as she describes. In fact, the problem is that they aren't really transforming at all. They're simply looping through their deadness in sin. We cannot bring ourselves a spiritual transformation. Our soul is not on its own mission to bring ourselves a spiritual transformation. We just can't do that on our own accord, consciously or unconsciously. Our soul doesn't just pick up and decide it's going to transform so we can have an ego death today and suddenly be a new creation. As you and I know, we are made a new creation in Christ only and in Christ alone. 2 Corinthians 5.17, one of my favorite verses. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become anew. The only way you transform is through Jesus. I mean really transform. Like the kind of transformation that the people in the new age are are working for, that comes from Jesus. Only. You're only made a new creation at him. And that said, let's look at this next clip. This is the, uh, her reason why um, she thinks suicide is on the rise. So she offers the uh, first as kind of the lack of support avenue. And now here is what she has to say as the second reason. The second reason why suicide is on the rise on the planet, especially among sensitives and empaths, is because of the rapid ascension of the planet. So you have to remember that we're evolving individually, but so is the planet herself. She's a sentient being. Her energy is changing, and her energy has changed dramatically, especially in the last few years, very quick shifts in energy. And when the planet does this, what ends up happening is we're all affected by it, and it, it creates uh, some temporary chaos, temporary energetic chaos on the planet, and it usually translates in, into some kind of, of, of outer chaos. Violence, uh, protests, wars, political turmoil, uh, mandates and restrictions, uh, stuff with government. So a lot of stuff happens on the outside as a response to this shift in energy on the planet. And it's temporary, but it can be very, very jarring for someone who is already going through all the inner transformations that go with a transformational crisis. So imagine if you're a sensitive and an empath and you're already going through all these ego deaths, you're going through the severe transformation you're going through the suicidal ideation you don't know what the heck how to get help or where to get help you don't know what's happening to you and then you look on tv and there's a war here and there's a protest there and there's this happening there it can really be almost overwhelming to the system of a sensitive and so uh, suicides can end up happening there because the person doesn't know where to turn to they don't know they look outside and it feels like it's a chaos and they look inside and it feels like it's a chaos too all right but now that you're watching this video you'll know that with the right tools and and with 
with the right energy and with the right support, you can stay grounded and you can have the seek meaning and understanding on what's happening to you so that you're not as affected by the outside energy as much. But when you're in the midst of, tra of a transformational crisis, it can really feel overwhelming. Did she just assume the planet's gender? That's a pretty bold claim to just outright declare the Earth as a she without first asking her preferred pronouns. I am flabbergasted at this bigotry. I mean, seriously, like, what did she ask the planet? Is, uh, did, did the planet tell her that it's, that it's going through something right now? I mean... It's ridiculous the way this sounds. It's it's almost like she's describing Gaia, which if you were in New Age, you know that that's what they call Mother Earth. Whatever New Age term you want to use to call the Earth, it it sounds like, you know, she's she's describing the planet as being on its period or something, like just having or or like it's having a midlife crisis or something. I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, Gaia must be menstruating. That's why you're feeling so erratic today. You're having a transformational crisis because the planet is hormonal in her ascension journey. I mean, in all seriousness, though, all this talk about the planet as a sentient being with its, I'm sorry, with, with her, planet Earth, her own karmic journey and ascension process those are all beliefs that I 100% subscribe to back when I was a new ager. So I kind of poke fun at it because I'm poking fun at myself and how ridiculous I was. Like the former version of myself that did not know Christ believed in fairy tales. And there's just such an irony there too, right? Because new agers always call the Bible a fairy tale, despite its historical consistency. It holds up. Archaeologically, historically, the Bible holds up. And then you come at me with this belief that the planet is ascending and she's going through her own shifts <clears throat> and it's affecting us. I just want to know where, where that comes from to be determined as something that's actually based in reality, but then the Bible is a fairy tale. It's just crazy. But I mean, God forgive me, I used to say all the time that Mother Gaia's energy had a direct impact on our energy. And since she was in the process of shifting from 3D to 5D, that we were going to experience the uncomfortable changes right alongside her. You know, the more that we expand, she expands. And the more she expands, we expand kind of thing. Basically, it's just back to that pantheistic ideology that I talked about long ago <clears throat> in the beginning of the part one, when Christina makes God and the universe synonymous. Of course, again, this ideology contrasts what the Bible says about creation, because according to scripture, the planet is not described as a sentient being, obviously. All you have to do is read like the first 20 lines of the Bible of Genesis to understand where the earth comes from and how God is sovereign over the earth. The earth does not maintain sovereignty of itself, not herself itself, okay? It's just a planet and it was created by God and it's created qualities you know, things that people use as means to personify the earth, like the cycles that it goes through and natural disasters, what have you, those things are not determined by the planet itself because earth is not conscious. It's not a sentient being. 
doesn't make decisions. It doesn't have this supreme intelligence. And it doesn't have gender either. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry. Each and everything on this earth, from the way a tree will grow around a fence to the transition of summer to winter to the hurricanes that consistently penetrate Florida. Sorry, Florida. Look, that's all happening because God says so, not because the earth is on a karmic journey trying to fulfill its own soul mission. Just brings me back to, it's crazy how New Agers call the Bible a book of fairy tales, and yet these are the things they honestly believe. I mean, it's just insane. And it all sounds so silly now in, in hindsight, you know, being regenerated by Christ to hear those beliefs I once held in such high regard. But it does go to show, right? Boy, the devil is good at what he does. Not good enough, but he's good at what he does. He's the master schemer. So crafty at fooling people, lying to and deceiving people into believing anything but the truth. People who hate truth believe lies, right? Second Thessalonians tells us that. Sheesh. Anyway, so yeah, suicide's not on the rise because of the planet's feelings. Like that's, no. Suicide is not on the rise because of the planet's feelings. Suicide is on the rise because we are living out of God's order on the planet. It's not that we aren't free enough to be ourselves, especially in 2023 where pregnant men can evidently exist. It's not that society isn't ready, as Christina says. It's not that we aren't equipped with the correct tools to navigate our soul journey, as Christina says. It's not that Western... Medicine hasn't integrated enough Reiki. It's not that the planet is a sentient being. It's not that we are moving from 3D to 5D. It's not that we need to do more soul work or run any longer on the spiritual treadmill, okay? The thing is, God created us to live, be, and operate according to his standards. We are made in his image. And it doesn't take much looking around at the world to see that we've really strayed far from that, from what he has ordained. I mean, really, especially in our Western culture here where we live in a world that liberates the self, celebrates killing babies, encourages mutilating children's genitals, insists that homosexuality is natural, screams and yells about personal freedoms, poisons us with seed oils, fake sugars, shoves tablets in the faces of three-year-olds at the dinner table instead of conversation, you know, all with the government that demands separation of church and state so that we will be totally submissive to their authority rather than the authority of the creator of the universe. No wonder everyone is depressed. We talk about personal rights so much. What about creator rights? Creator of the universe and his rights to tell us what life should and should not be. That belongs to him. But we have decided that it belongs to us. So yeah, no wonder everyone's depressed. No wonder the world is in more chaos than it's ever been. No wonder suicide rates are indeed climbing. There is a God-ordained structure of how he designed things to be. And as an example, you know how he designed man, woman, and child. Child submits to woman, woman submits to man, man submits, submits to Christ. And ultimately, we all submit to Christ first and foremost. But my point is, we live here in a secular world where most people are only in the business of submitting to themselves, to their idols, and to their sin. And well, that's the cause of the chaos. 
coupled with the devil's antics, of course, but it's not because the planet is having a spiritual awakening. That's not why suicide is on the rise. It's because the planet is the home base of the broken world, cursed by sin and sought after by Satan, that this world and us, its inhabitants, are in chaos. That's it. Simple. So you see, the real problem here is that we're made in the image of God, but we aren't in the practice of living that way. We have, we have the Bible, and it's not there for us as a suggestive way of living. It's there as a prescriptive way of living. The epistles are, are prescription. It's not a suggestion. And most folks just don't see it that way. And I guarantee the people who have sought out Christina's video feed into the propaganda that the Bible is an oppressive tool created to control the masses. And you know, the great irony here is that the very message that this woman is putting forth about suicide is an oppressive message because it's basically saying, well, you're at the whim of two things, okay? Your soul that will just decide it's time for a big shift, so buckle up and deal with the suffering as a side effect of that. And two, well, the planet has also decided that it's time for a big shift, so buckle up and deal with the suffering as a side effect of that shift. So in this context, you're essentially just oppressed by the karmic journey, right? But I guess people like that language better because, again, it's disguised in such a way that gives the power back to you. Because after all, it's all your soul's choice, your soul's participation. Man, I, I never realized it while I was knee deep, obviously. But the New Age is seriously predatory spiritualism. Now, I've been using the word predatory a lot in this two-part series for this particular YouTube video because it it really is. It, it is predatory. Now, all right, here's another clip where here she begins to offer her suggestions. So we've gone through the breakdown of understanding suicide ideation from a, quote, spiritual perspective to the reason as to why suicide is on the rise, according to Christina. Now let's hear what she has to say about fixing it. Number one is to seek spiritual answers. Okay, so go beyond the Western medical model in understanding suicide as mental illness. Go beyond that, expand your horizons, seek information that's more spiritually driven. If you're watching this video right now and you're watching my videos, you're already going into the spiritual side of it and you're having an understanding that's more broad. And please share this video with anyone who you feel like really needs to have that spiritual understanding of suicide. The deeper that you go, the more broad you cast your net, the more you'll be able to be helped and to understand what's happening to you, to understand all of those deep transformations like we talked about a little while ago, that ego death, the the changes that are happening inside of you. There are really important spiritual explanations for those things and you're not going to find them in the Western medical model. And so it's going to be good for you to expand your horizons. It will really help to make sense of what's happening to you if you are going through suicidal ideation. Expand your horizons. Expand your horizons. Ugh. So she then, from that point, goes on to recommend another book. It's like she recommended the Conversations with God series um, by Neil Donald Walsh. She, re- she goes to recommend another book 
um, by Stanislav Grof called The Stormy Search for the Self, which when you look at the book, it has an image of a phoenix rising from the ashes and fire on the cover. So that sort of tells me everything that I need to know about the book and about Grof's philosophy. Um, so if, if you were in the new age, you know that the whole like death rebirth thing and the symbolism of a phoenix, it's all essentially the landing point for many of these occultist ideologies, which of course is total heresy. And it's a slap in the face of the work in which Christ did on the cross for us, because it's like, oh, don't worry, God's man, God manifesting in the flesh and enduring the most tragic physical death humanly possible means nothing for the redemption of your soul, because you experience death and rebirth all the time. You're always in the process of dying and being reborn. So it's just a slap in the face to Christ. And Without that whole death-rebirth narrative, honestly, as the landing point for these occultist ideologies, honestly, the New Age wouldn't have much to stand on because the whole reincarnation story is just the perfect justification. Like, we keep talking about justification as to why people endure so much suffering. It's just the perfect excuse to completely mask over sin, depravity, the gospel, and the need for a savior because it makes it all about you in your journey and what you're enduring for your greater good for your soul expansion which is a part of everything gives you such a greater purpose doesn't it sounds great so christine here um she's suggesting this book to further perpetuate that illogical you are both the problem and solution philosophy of the new age uh the psychologist who wrote the book you know she calls the book a must read for anyone going through a transformational crisis there's that word again and telling her audience to seek spiritual answers i talk all the time about how the new age is nothing more than a never-ending quest of seeking and christina kind of hits her hits her own nail in the coffin for me by using that in her own language seeking seek your sad seek and look i'm not invalidating psychology by mentioning this guy's book but what i am invalidating is the belief that psychology is salvation or that we can find salvation in psychology i know a lot of conservatives who aren't christian think that too jordan peterson hopefully jordan peterson comes to christ we have to keep that man in our prayer Maybe he has already. We just don't know. Anyway, you know, it's like this whole, like, if I can, I can spiritually work my way through this because I have the psychological context to understand the spiritual repercussions. It's, and, and no, you, you can't. You, you can't do that <laughs> because you don't have the missing key component. And you know where I'm going with this. The missing key component is God. It's Christ. It's the gospel. You can't spiritually work your way through anything just because you have the psychological context or understanding of it. Can't do any of that without God, without the one who created you, without the one who created psychology. So it doesn't matter how much you learn from these self-help books or how many of them you read or how many spiritual answers you seek, as she said, and so forth. It doesn't matter. If the author, if these teachers, if these coaches, if they don't have the fear of the Lord is the root of their psychological studies. Proverbs 1.7 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So knowledge without God is futile, just like attempting to heal without God is futile. You see that? 
So as a counter offer to her suggestion, I would implore these folks to read the Bible as opposed to another self-help book. Here's her second suggestion. Tip number two is to seek out spiritual support. Okay, so there's nothing wrong with talking to a psychotherapist or going to a psychiatrist. There's nothing wrong inherently about the Western medical model. It just needs to be complemented. So branch out again and get help from other helpers, from other practitioners like healers, shamans, uh, coaches. Get help from people or psychiatrists and psychologists that are trained in this field of transpersonal psychology like I just talked about or practitioners that come from a traditional medical model like I did that was my training was in I was a physical therapist in that traditional more western medical model but the practitioners have then graduated from those tradition from that traditional medical model and then they went out and they learned more they wanted to seek more they wanted to expand their their knowledge and so they ended up getting trained in transpersonal psychology or in different fields so they know about the spirituality part seek out spiritual support from from these helpers also because this is going to give you a really really deep understanding of what's happening to you and you're going to receive the help that you need much more than if you just went to a traditional psychiatrist or a traditional psychologist with no spiritual background so in a way again i do actually agree with her here because i don't think that it's enough to just go to a therapist or psychiatrist and speaking from experience i mean i can tell you that it's not um, so I agree that it's not enough to get better by just going to therapy, seeing the psychiatrist, whatever. Um, and I do agree that the therapist and psychiatrist should be helping their clients through a spiritual lens. But again, this is just like the surface level of where we agree because now going deeper than that, I think, of course, it should be through the lens of Christianity, whereas Christina just describes spirituality, again, in this very broad, arbitrary sense where she can't really define what it means. So I 100% think that it's healthy and reasonable for a person, including believers, to have some sort of trained professional to speak with for the sake of mental health. However, I do not think that can be a space to truly cultivate lasting change for the client without Christianity as the bedrock of the mental health professional's practice. I really don't. Um, because ultimately without that, it will just be a perpetual thing, a perpetual thing of seeking, 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 seeking. So that said, yeah, I think there are overwhelming positives of Christian counseling and Christian therapy. Sort of put that out there. Now, Christina suggests to get help from shamans and healers, and I would beg anyone watching to please never do that. Many of you probably have before, so you never would again, but seriously, just please don't. And I mean, I found her language disturbing here particularly because the way she describes the support from someone like a shaman, healer, coach, guru, whatever she says... It's like in a way that essentially promises the audience that it's going to be something that helps them significantly. Um, and it, it's really just, again, predatory because that's a really great way to get someone to just go throw all their money at some stranger that says they can heal them or help heal them. And it's funny, you know, because it's funny because despite that she maintains the perspective that this suicidal ideation ultimately comes from a misinterpretation of someone having an ego death, thus 
something that is ultimately, right, an ego death, is all about personal responsibility and self-sovereign soul growth, right? Despite having that belief that it's all about you and your self-sovereignty and your growth, she kind of contradicts that perspective by acknowledging that we do need outside support and that we do need someone to save us or at least assist us in the practice of saving ourselves. Because she makes it very clear, this is your karmic soul journey. Your soul's going to do this, 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 and do what it needs to do in order to expand and find eternity. So you are kind of like at the whim of your soul. But then at the same time, she's saying you need help doing that. So which is it? Because I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but either way, right, it's kind of a, it's a, it's, it's a win for us because she's acknowledging the other. She's acknowledging that, oh, actually, you know what? You actually can't be both the problem and solution. You actually do have to look outside of yourself to find the solution, knowing that everything within you is the problem. Um, so as Christians, you know, we can watch that and we can recognize that she's saying it without saying it, that you need a savior. You need a savior. You need a healer. And as Christians, we know who that savior is. But as a new ager, she's saying it's it's the shaman down the street. It's the, it's the Reiki healer in your local studio that has um, a little Buddha at their front check-in desk. You know, it's it's not that it's not that shaman or that healer for the record. It's it's not the psychiatrist, it's not the teacher, it's not the book that Christina recommends, by the way. It's not it's not any of that stuff. It's Jesus Christ, right? And we know that. And guess what? The grace of his salvation is free. Whereas all these other modalities that she's suggesting, no way. No way. Reiki sessions can be a hundred dollars for an hour. Yeah, give me a break. All right, here's her third suggestion. Tip number three is to seek spiritual community. So suicides decrease exponentially when there is connection, when there is community, especially a community that understands you. So seek a community, and this could be a physical community or an online community, but make sure to seek a community where people are having spiritual awakenings, okay? So it's a specific type of community. You want to connect with people who are also having spiritual awakenings because they will understand on a deeper level where this suicidal ideation is coming from. They'll understand that it's coming from an ego death, that it's coming from deep transformation, and they will help guide you so you won't feel alone. A lot of times suicides occur when people feel like they don't have anyone that they could talk to that will understand what they're feeling. And so they feel isolated and alone and they end up um, they end up going through with, with, uh, with killing themselves because they feel this isolation and this loneliness. So so seek out community. If you don't have a physical community close to you, online is perfect. You know, if you don't follow me on Instagram, follow me on YouTube, follow me on Instagram, look at for other teachers also, follow them, look through their feeds, belong to their communities. And the more that you do this, you're going to start meeting people that are also going through profound transformations. And you will start understanding that what you thought may have been an impulse to actually end your physical life was actually a symbolic death. And you'll be able to understand this in a deeper level so your life can continue because you have so much to do down here and community will help you get through the difficulties that happen with this ego death and with the the spiritual crisis that comes with suicidal ideation so here's how my brain filtered what she just said okay i'm hearing seek guidance from those that are lost i'm hearing find people who are just as depressed as you are 
I'm hearing form kinship with others who are suffering to validate your suffering instead of finding a way to actually overcome the suffering. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I do 100% support this this notion of of having a community. I stand behind that. And the Bible talks a lot about the importance of being connected in the body of Christ, right? But in the context of this video, what it really sounds like to me is just forming trauma bonds with other sad people and justifying one another's struggles with this new age pseudo-spiritual nonsense that you're all on a karmic soul journey together and the suffering is all a part of the process, right? It's just this incredibly toxic lifestyle and I was a part of groups like this myself with my old friend group, for example. You know, I thought we were taking care of each other, but what we were really doing, we just didn't know it. What we were really doing was enabling one another's sin. We were enabling our sadness. And obviously that's not what this woman, Christina, is trying to do in her video. She's not trying to enable her audience of their sin or of their sadness. But again, as we're viewing this from the Christian lens, that's exactly what she's doing. That's exactly what she's doing. God designed us in a way where we do require the love and support of others. And it's reiterated all throughout scripture. Love thy neighbor, lay down your life for your friends, love each other as I have loved you. So yes, have that community of believers. <laughs> Have a community of believers, join a church, introduce yourself to people at church, become involved with local Bible study and church activities, et cetera, et cetera, because we do as humans need that. So that being said, you know, there is truth to what she's saying in these videos. There is, but just like everything else with new age, this is the issue. The greatest lies are so great because they contain an element of truth. So that's why messages like this are so enticing. They're so intriguing. That's why teachers like this are so enticing. They're so intriguing because every great lie is only so great because it contains an element of truth. Here's her final clip to those struggling with suicide ideation. Tip number four is spiritual practices. I don't know where I would be without my spiritual practices, especially when I was going through the toughest parts of my spiritual awakening. So I, I was suicidal when I was a teenager, but then, you know, I kind of got over it and the years passed when I had my spiritual awakening in 2013. And then immediately after a Kundalini awakening, the suicidal ideation came back and it came back so intensely that it was very scary for me because I hadn't felt like that since I was a teenager. And what spiritual practices did did for me was literally they quite literally saved my life because they helped keep my system calm they helped keep me calm and grounded and very clear on what was happening so incorporate spiritual practices into your life do them every single day and it could be spiritual practices like meditation it could be spiritual practices like praying it could be spiritual practices of chanting there are there are a plethora of spiritual practices but the more that you do your spiritual practices day in and day out these practices will help you weather the difficulties especially if you're going through suicidal ideation right now there's a lot there in a short minute huh <laughs> first and foremost i just want to say that as evidence in everything she just said new age is entirely works-based 
It's all about quote unquote doing the work to release, to align, to shed old stuff, to vibrate at a higher frequency, to tap into your higher self, to fulfill your karmic soul mission, blah, blah, blah. No matter how you say it, no matter how you slice it, it's all about workspace practices in means to obtain healing. And I know all about it. I was there and I lived that. <laughs> New Age is just about checking all the boxes, right? Wake up, do yoga, do my journal, do my affirmations, do my tarot spread, do my breath work, do my guided meditation, do this, do that, arrange my crystal grid this way, use my sage bundle to clear stagnant energy, perform self-reiki for X amount of minutes with this particular chakra to work through, sit in front of the mirror and give myself hugs to heal my inner child. I mean, the to-do list is literally, it's never ending, and New Age always promises enlightenment with all that stuff, and yet there's no actual means to an end with those practices of enlightenment. It's always about climbing the ladder to healing. It's always about doing another thing, finding another, another modality. And I think what's particularly so miraculous for those of us that have been in the New Age with that background and have come to know Jesus is that no work had to be done for him to just wreck us with his grace, Right. He just showed up and he regenerated our hearts. He said it simply on the cross, it is finished. So in that moment of faith, when we accepted him as our Lord and Savior, he just washed us clean entirely. And he gave us literally everything that we will spend so much time, money, energy, and heart on while encompassed in the New Age practices. He just gave it to us in an instant. And it's so sad because Christina the woman who made this video, she has yet to experience that for herself. And so here she is telling her audience to do these practices every single day, her words, if they don't want to kill themselves. She literally instructs the audience to do them every single day. And there is just so much pressure on the audience with that one right there, right? Because I mean, you're probably talking to someone here who is having trouble getting out of the bed in, out of bed in the morning as is. And then to coat that, you're telling them that they need to show up and do the work every single day, even though they can hardly get out of bed. It's exhausting. The new age is exhausting. I don't know how many times I can say it. It's so exhausting that you're deceived into thinking that it actually all works. And that's the thing. New age is all about doing the work. And Jesus says the work is done. With Jesus, you don't have to walk to enlightenment or to higher conscience. You don't need a crystal for this. You don't need a crystal for that. You don't need the tarot cards. You don't need the sound bath. You don't need the meditation. You don't need to do any of these things. You don't need to walk any, some, any sort of path because Jesus walks the path to you. It really is that simple with God. Only Satan would complicate it with things like, do it every single day, like she just said. And now that being said, do I think as Christians, we should be doing things every single day, like reading the Bible and praying? Yeah, I do. But that's, that's not to keep our head above water or to not kill ourselves, like she's saying here. That's out of obedience and love for God. It's not a works-based means of healing or salvation. And yeah, life is definitely better when you're consistent with Bible study and prayer. So I, I do recommend that every day. But your salvation itself, your eternal healing is one and done. Even if you miss a day or a week of prayer or, or of Bible study, which you will. 
You will because you're human and you fall short to the glory of God. But what's cool about that is you don't have to experience the shame or guilt that you would feel in the new age by missing a day or two or even a month of consistent practice with your Bible study and prayer. Because, you know, when you miss a day with your yoga, it's like, oh, I got to start all over. It's, I was clearing and now I'm not anymore. The block is back, you know? But anyway, what really caught my attention with this clip particularly, this final clip that we're going to play, is where Christina admits that her spiritual practices, quote, saved her. That's the word she used. And that she, quote, doesn't know where she would be without them. And her saying that caught me because I am reminded of what I say all the time about how new age practices serve as spiritual narcotics. We become addicted to them. It's scary, honestly. And what's even more scary is where she mentions her kundalini awakening and how after her kundalini awakening, she experienced more suicide ideation, which is what ultimately made her engage in spiritual practices every single day. And if you listen to my recent episode, I talk about, it's my recent yoga episode of Heaven and Healing, where I talk about um, kundalini awakenings very briefly and how essentially kundalini energy is counterfeit Holy Spirit. It's, I mean, kundalini is thoroughbred demonic energy and you want, you want nothing to do with that. So it, it honestly doesn't surprise me that she experienced suicide ideation after her kundalini awakening because that is straight up a demon. That is a demon. And what a convenient trajectory that she describes there, right? Think about that. Kundalini awakening to suicide ideation to consistent spiritual practices that saved her life, she says, to her being a well-known self-proclaimed spiritual teacher with over 500,000 subscribers sharing New Age messages with the masses so she can tell everyone all about those spiritual practices that have absolutely nothing to do with the gospel or Jesus Christ as being our savior. It's a really convenient trajectory there, isn't it? Um, because, you know, she has the Kundalini awakening. She has a suicide ideation. But then she goes to the spiritual practices that make her feel better. So now she can say they saved her life. And now she can tell everyone all about it. And just conveniently leave out Jesus. Because the demons with the Kundalini awakening, the demons with the new age practices that she does every single day that keep her head above water are lying to her. Make her feel really good after making her feel really bad so that they can be the ones that keep her feeling really good. In the background, they are laughing at her and they hate her. And they can't wait until it's too late for her soul. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And, you know, of course she wants to help. Of course she wants to help and she thinks that she's helping people. But the truth is she is being terribly deceived and she is leading others down further paths of deception that are unfortunately damnable journeys before the Lord. They're damnable journeys. And that's why these people need to be covered in prayer. I mean, it shouldn't come as a surprise um, that we see so much of this, right? That that someone like this has such a large following and that so many people are seeking out her advice. As dangerous as we, you and I, can obviously see that it is, Scripture says 
2 Timothy 4, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. So people do have itching ears because they are indeed as desperate and as anguished as you could expect someone Googling what does suicide ideation mean spiritually to be. And so with that, you, you have to remember that not everyone is necessarily seeking to discover the truth. Not everyone is looking for the truth. What they're looking for is to feel better regardless of what is true or not. So even if something is a lie, Christina's video, for example, as long as it scratches that itch, they aren't going to care if it's rooted in objective reality so long as it makes sense to their subjective reality. And that's a major problem. It is, but, it, but it's the problem, and Satan knows that as long as it scratches the itch. And so this is all a part of that deception. Teachers like this are a part of the 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. That's what it means when it says Satan will can masquerade as an angel of light. We have so many false teachers disguised as angels of light leading the lost souls into further darkness. And yes, the Bible warns us about this several times throughout the text. So I'm just reiterating this as a way, you know, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. And don't think that God isn't sovereign all of all of this because this is written. This is all written. God said this would all happen. So don't feel hopeless. Don't feel like, don't feel sad. Don't, I mean, you, your heart can break for these people. Mine certainly does because we don't know their fate ultimately. But don't feel sad. What I'm saying is don't feel sad about the, the end result because it's already written. God already knows what it is. Don't feel sad feeling like, oh, the devil has so much power. This is, the, the devils can do all this stuff. Demons can do all this stuff. I and mean, disguise people even masquerade as an angel of light. That's, it sounds disheartening, but don't be disheartened because the reason we know Satan disguises as an angel of light is because God tells us because God knows that. So even when it's not all good, it's all good. You know what I'm saying? So Second Peter um, 2 verses 1 to 2. It says, but there, were, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their per pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. So these spiritual teachers that we're talking about, they are the false teachers. They are false teachers, and we have it in the church too, and yes, it's a problem, but we're speaking in this context about new ageism. And the claims made in this short 17-minute video by Christina Lopes are riddled with heresy after heresy, but again, the people watching don't care about heresy. They don't care about truth. They care about their feelings. And that is exactly what the enemy and the principalities of darkness capitalize on. Feelings. How you feel. How, how you want to feel. Right? So we as Christians, we need to let people know the truth. We must expose this darkness and share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as we can while there is still time. There's still time. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. Jesus could come back any second. Only he knows when. But while there's still time, 
We have to share the truth and take stuff like this, take videos like this and get out of that live and let live, go along to get along mindset. Like I talked about in the first part of this, that doesn't help anybody, the go along, get along mindset. You see someone you love share a video like this to their story, message them, just message them and say, hey, can we talk about this? Can, can we have a conversation about this? Oh, well, well how, would I, how would I show them Jesus from that point? You know what I heard in church that was really good? My pastor said that when he's talking to people, he asks them three questions. What gets you up? What gets you down? And what gets you going? And he said, based on those answers, he can tell what someone's beliefs are. And I think that's a really good way to start with evangelism, would maybe to ask someone those three questions. Or something else that my pastor suggested was ask someone what they think about Jesus. And that just that might be kind of weird to just come out the gate with. So maybe build up to that, not just message someone randomly. What do you think about Jesus? But, you know, if you see someone you love share a video like this or someone that you were acquainted with in New Age, message them and say, hey, what did you think about this video? Why, why, what, what led you to share this? And just have a conversation and say, well, it's really interesting you think that. Here's some scripture. Um, here's some scripture that I really like that kind of talks about this. And then share one of the scriptures, you know, I gave a lot of examples over this two-part series. Of what, you know, for example, what God says about suffering as opposed to what Christina says about suffering. You know, Jesus says my, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So when someone posts something talking about the karmic load that they carry, that's the sort of scripture you can send them. Jesus in Matthew saying my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And just saying to somebody, look, I, I, just, I just love you and, and I want you to have that light burden that Jesus has to offer. So I just want to share this with you. Would you like to come to church sometime? Can I send you a Bible? Just suggestions. But ultimately, just share share Jesus with them while there's still time. I will be doing many, many more reaction videos like this. Um, it was a fun idea that I had, and and I think we can really take it somewhere. Because I know that's something a lot of you ask me about is how do I refute kind of new age stuff? How do I talk to other people about it? So my point of doing this is to kind of give you something to use, not not to send people necessarily that don't believe, but to to use and have in your own back pocket. You know, when someone says something, X, Y, Z, you might have ABC in the back of your head because of something you watched in this video that would help you with with discussing Christianity over New Ageism in an apologetic frame. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Please send me on Instagram other New Age teachers and their videos, their reels that you would like for me to react to. Keep a lookout of those in your former New Age circle, what they share, and then save that to send to me so that we can rebuttal it together. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this first ever Heaven and Healing two-part episode series and that you're looking forward to this as the norm moving forward because not only will the reaction videos be a thing but like I've mentioned several times already the two parts will be a thing you know I love to talk so the 
breaking episodes up into two parts is going to be a better way for me to um, present these messages and also hopefully ultimately have kind of shorter episodes so that they're an hour as opposed to an hour and a half. Um, that being said, thank you so much for signing up as a member to access this exclusive content. Be sure to share the, my testimony, my website, my Instagram with others you feel may benefit, but most importantly and above all else, share Jesus with them. I'm going to be doing much more of these videos in the future. Um, but before we close out, let's, let's say a prayer for Christina, her audience, and those struggling with suicide ideation now. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just want to lift Christina Lopes to you once again. We want to lift her and her audience to you. Anyone who has been impacted by her video on suicide ideation is a symptom of spiritual awakening or any video that she's ever produced lord anyone that's ever been impacted by her videos in a way that has led them further into the darkness and further away from the light of christ we want to lift every single one of those people to you lord and you know who they are you know them by name you formed them in the womb so we lift all of those those souls to you lord and we pray for their revival. We pray for their salvation. We pray that they would be seriously wrecked by the grace of Jesus Christ, that everything they thought they believed would come crashing down before them and that they would only be left with the cross and that they would just repent at the foot of the cross and pray that Christina would repent at the foot of the cross, that she would give her life to the Lord, that her audience would give her life to the Lord that the Holy Spirit radically transforms her and her audience. That God used Christina and her platform to showcase his glory by using her in such a way where she has a radical coming to Christ testimony, just like myself, just like Doreen, that completely flips her audience on its head and challenges everything that she has spent so much time teaching with what is actually true, which is what your word says about your son, Jesus Christ. So we lift Christina to you. We lift her audience to you, Lord. And we, we lift everyone who struggles with suicide ideation to you, Lord. May, may their pain ultimately be used by you as a way to crack them open with your grace. to soften their hearts, to remove their spiritual blinders, Lord. And to give them everlasting life, cover them in the blood of Jesus. And I pray this in the name and the authority of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <laughs>